Welcome to Half Court, the NBA talk show that's not afraid to bring hot takes into the paint. And then guess who else they got on this team? Mike Muscala. Oh, Moose. <laughs> Jeez Louise. This is like his seventh team in the past maybe eight months. Hang out with us, the homies, Matt McClure and Logan Dolby, for an hour of ankle-breaking takes and plenty of laughs. Are you serious right now with that? I, I, this is unbelievable that their higher-ups are saying that it was a success when you heard back in the uh, back last year that KD was coming here, Kyrie was coming here, and the best player you bring in in free agency is Julius Randle? <laughs> really? And then he said, take you time to respond. There's no hurry. You'll never be Westbrook, never be Curry. Woo. Oh, my gosh. Like, Shaq is cooking in the Woo. kitchen over here. It was gas, man. Enjoy the show. I mean, he had a cool handshake, I guess, with Russell Westbrook when he was in Oklahoma City, but that's about it. He still plays in the summer league. That's all that needs to be said here. Okay. Oh, off balance. And in and out. Oh! Oh, you don't like that. You don't like NBA basketball. The 20-year-old comes flying through the air here in South Florida and gives the Kings the lead. All right, guys, welcome back. Episode 11 of Half Court with your boys, Logan Dolby and Matt McClure in the studio here in Innovation Park. Let's open it up with some NBA injuries across the news or across the NBA landscape here. Uh, sadly, this league has been riddled with injuries, not only injuries, but injuries to their star players. Uh, the, loss of Steph, the loss of Steph Curry earlier in the season. You lose Kevin Durant and, Steph, and Clay Thompson last year. They're done for the whole year. And now you're looking at a few more guys that are notable names in the NBA here. Karis LeVert for the Nets, a guy who's battled with injuries his whole career. Uh, the Nets pick up Iman Shumpert to maybe try and try and mend that wound a little bit. I'm not sure how that's going to play out for the Nets, but Chris LeVert, big injury for them, especially on the defensive side of the basketball, McClure. Yeah, and he was hurt last year for the uh, Brooklyn Nets there, and he came back, had a big-time postseason, and he had a big-time year going in there for the Nets last year, and he started off, had a pretty st good start this year for the Nets, and now that ligament damage there in his thumb, he's going to miss a lot of weeks with that. It takes These hand injuries takes a lot of time, man, and this is a defense that is – 27th worst in the league in the in the Brooklyn Nets and he's a big reason why um, that that defense goes well and, and do good things he's a big reason why uh, the Nets have a pretty solid defense now obviously it hasn't been good this year but when he's out on the court he's definitely there for his defensive purposes as well as his offensive game the Iman Shumpert uh, picking him up not a big fan of that it's whatever he's going to be a guy that is going to shoot some threes and play defense a three and d type guy that's about it yeah uh bad injury there for the nets hopefully he can get he can get back on the court in a timely fashion for them next up on the injury report here's eric gordon for the houston rockets shooting guard for them uh one of their starters that's a very he, he a very crucial piece for a, a starting unit for Houston that basically has to do all the heavy lifting on that team. They have no bench, and this is only going to weaken their bench as one of their guys need to come up and, you know, take up take up that space here for Eric Gordon. Not having the most efficient season. He had a good game before he got injured, uh, but 
the way that the Rockets play, they need that guy to hit threes for them. Absolutely, and he's out six weeks with that knee injury, and you mentioned it. This is a bad bench, guys, a really bad bench. And Eric Gordon, he's somebody who can catch fire at any instant during any part of the game from three. He's a volume shooter, volume scorer as well. I think he's a big piece of this Houston Rockets team, and him being out for six weeks just puts some more pressure on Russell Westbrook and James Harden to even increase their game even more. Yeah, Gordon Hayward broke his hand for the Boston Celtics. They're nine and one. They are they just ripped off nine in a row against some okay teams. We'll see how they proceed throughout the season. But uh this this is one injury that's really gonna be felt because he was he's a star player and right now he is blowing away his career averages, uh averaging nineteen points, seven rebounds and four assists. Uh that's this is good this was supposed to be his best year ever. As a player in the NBA, uh, just shooting outrageous amounts of threes, hitting 43% of them, uh, player efficiency rating of 22.5 there. So they are really going to miss Gordon Hayward. Yeah, he's going to be very missed here for the Boston Celtics. This is somebody who on the Utah Jazz was a, was just growing as a player each and every year. And when you thought he was going to go to the Boston Celtics, right away he would make an impact. Now he had that devastating leg injury there opening night a few years ago last year you saw him try to come back from that injury and now he started off this season just absolutely dominant offensively shooting the ball at a high percentage averaging close to 20 points a game he's going to be a big miss here for the Boston Celtics because he the offense really has been flowing through him and now you're going to have to start seeing Kemba Walker really take that step offensively kind of like he did in Charlotte where the ball's got to be in his hands he's hands you still got some good guys around him in the Jason Tatums and the Jalen Browns but this is going to be a big loss for the Boston Celtics for sure. Okay, De'Aaron Fox, the starting point guard for the Sacramento Kings, and Chris Middleton, the starting two guard for the Milwaukee Bucks, both out three to four weeks with various injuries there. Nothing too serious, but this could definitely uh, hurt hurt both of these teams. I would say the Kings a little bit more uh, than Milwaukee just because of the position that they're in in the, in the conference that they play in right now where they're sitting. They're having a, a rough stretch here for the first 10, 11 games of the season. Uh, which one of these injuries do you think is going to impact the team worse here, McClure? I'm going to go De'Aaron Fox because the Kings aren't a good basketball team right now, and with him, it, they, they were struggling as well. So you lose De'Aaron Fox, and – Things aren't looking too good here for the Sacramento Kings. I, Chris Middleton's a big injury for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, don't get me wrong. But this is a Kings team that hasn't been playing that well over the first 10-11 games with him in the lineup. Now, without him in the lineup, you're going to say you're going to get better? I don't see it. I think Darren Fox's injury is way more vital than Chris Middleton's for that team. Yeah, I mean, now you got Yogi Ferrell starting games for uh, for the Sacramento Kings, and this guy's an absolute dog, always has been, always <laughs> will be. I love Yogi Ferrell, but just the fact that, you know, he has to start off the games for the Kings is definitely detrimental. But moving on to another topic here, the Magic are looking to add another star player to that lineup. They just downed the 76ers last night, tough loss on the road for the 76ers. Um, but they're shopping around right now, uh, that December 15th is the first time that it, that teams can start making trades. And uh, the Magic getting a, getting a foot in the door, really getting that dialogue started early here, McClure. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan, they're looking for him and eyeing him. And this is somebody who's a free agent next summer uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. 
He's somebody who is, I wouldn't say he's a top-tier all-star in the league, but he's certainly somebody that will help an Orlando Magic team. He did all right in Toronto. They never could get over the hump. But, hey, if he landed with the Magic, man, they got some talent on that Magic squad, and I think adding a DeMar DeRozan would certainly help them. Terrence Ross had a great year last year, getting off to a real slow or slower start this year than what he would have liked, only averaging around nine points a game. But I think DeMar DeRozan in a Magic uniform would look pretty uh, neat because this is a Magic team that, that plays really hard, and I think DeMar DeRozan kind of fits their mold as a team. Yeah, I'm going to have to completely disagree with you here, Tone. Um, I, I, DeMar DeRozan, for me, is a whatever player. I don't think he's going to be that starting guy. He, he's he's a positive number two producer for you, but his game does not mesh well here for the Magic, I don't think, because what what you need here is a guy who can stretch can stretch the floor. Okay. And, and they're, they're top three percentage shooters here from beyond the arc. Uh, Evan Fournier, which we could all see coming. That's basically like his sure. bread and butter. Then Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon, two of your power forwards. And the thing is, like, they can't create from beyond the arc. They can sit there and post up if need be because they're dangerous cutters. Uh-huh. And, you know, people are kind of giving them room sure. to, so that they can't cut so effectively to the paint. But, you know, they're hitting, they're hitting a lot of these shots just wide open in the corners. Where they can't create their own, and you know, Demar Derozan most certainly cannot create his own from beyond the arc for his own shot. I think Demar Derozan can create his own shot. I don't think he can, you know, dish to guys like I think he's not like a good passer. But I think Demar Derozan can create his own offense for sure. He can dribble and he can pull up. Now he's not the best three point shooter. You mentioned that, and I'm not saying he can pull up from three off the dribble. But I certainly can see him pulling up from 15 to 18 feet and draining some shots. I think he'd help him out. And you might be right. the 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 Magic might be looking at it, it needs somebody else. But I think if he's one of the guy, the top guys right now, why not bring him in? They haven't really had a star player in that franchise since uh, T-Mac and Penny Hardaway and Shaq, really, and Dwight Howard, since probably since Dwight Howard, yeah, really. Definitely du- since yeah, Dwight. Dwight Howard, for sure. Uh, since then, I think he might be a, a, a guy that could fit their uh, system. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just they need to address the, the three-point shooting here. This is a guy who's attempted four threes this whole season, and he's made none of them. So uh, on a team that you know can spread the court uh, in in San Antonio, so he'd have to be the primary ball handler. Yeah, he he definitely would have to be if he came in and played some point guard, maybe. But like that's just not him. He's more effective as a cutter, yeah, as a guy who's dangerous right, on the inside, the ball, and, and they've the got nothing but off the ball cutters sure. on this roster. Yeah, I so, agree. With and that. that's what Terrence Ross is. You know, like he's basically a Walmart Demar Derozan. So like. You pay all this money to Terrence Ross. DeMar DeRozan's a free agent next summer. Who are you going to give up to to bring in that piece? You know, I'd rather see him bring in like a D'Angelo Russell. Oh, that that would that would be good. I I agree with that. That would be that would something the Magic would need. Somebody who can just create and and really dish. I, I'm trying to think of some guys that do a really good job of that. I think Ricky Rubio would be perfect on this Magic team because you mentioned how they space the floor. That's somebody that I think could be perfect what they need obviously he's in phoenix but i think they just need that guy that point guard that can just dish the ball to those open shooters now i understand your point with demar Derozan and how he doesn't do that but i do think he can put the ball in the hoop and they need somebody to do that off the dribble yeah for sure two guys to watch out for d'angelo the squid russell and also kyle lowry 
I think those two guys would be you know major acquisitions here. Sure. In not in free agency, but at the trade, okay, deadline, trade deadline or before the trade deadline here for for Orlando, those, especially if they keep the wins rolling. That would be that's ideal for the Orlando Magic. Okay. The last topic here, the Knicks and how dysfunctional they are as a franchise. Oh, my God, McClure. What is going on in New York, dude? Like, right now is the worst possible time to be a New York sports fan. Absolutely. <laughs> and, this, and this, you know, there's just more dysfunction in the Knicks organization. And it's funny that their higher-ups here are saying that they have a, a squad that they agree with and a squad that – they, they think is a solid team here in the NBA and a solid team that can compete. They like what they have on the roster, and now they are all of a sudden putting David Fisdale on the hot seat. Are you kidding me with that talent that they have on that squad? He's on the hot seat because Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, and R.J. Barron aren't producing wins. Are you kidding me? I, I just, I'm tired of talking about these guys because they somehow are, are talking about this team in a positive light. Everything that's ha been happening with the Knicks over the last few nights have been all negative. They got blown out by the by the Chicago Bulls. Kobe White hit seven threes in their grill in the fourth quarter. He pretty much outscored them in the fourth quarter. An absolute joke is this franchise in the New York Knicks. And to sit here and say with a straight face that we have a group that we believe in that can compete is an absolute joke. I'm not buying it for a second. It's not David Fisdale's fault that you brought in some, some bad players and you, you can't win games. Well, Steve Mills here and Scott Perry, the GMs and presidents here for uh, for the Knicks, they're working with probably the worst owner in the league. Um, and right now, they're just fighting for their jobs. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna dump all the all the failures of this team on the coach. Everybody's been doing that to Fizdale since he arrived in the league. He's like he's like the consummate scapegoat for. Any GM that feels like their job is in jeopardy, and right now these are these guys are on the hottest oh, seats sure. in the league. But whenever they you don't bring think in, that though, whenever you bring in like two power forwards to like to a team that <laughs> bring in two power forwards, not even a scorer that doesn't have a point guard. <laughs> are you serious? I, I, right guess, now? I guess they thought R.J. Barrett was going to do that. Of the ten players that average more than fifteen points a game or fifteen minutes a game, <laughs> five of them are power forwards. Oh. <laughs> five of them. Are you kidding me? Marcus Morris, Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, Kevin Knox, Taj Gibson. That's that's who they're rolling with, and they think they can compete in the East and maybe have a chance at the playoffs. They stink. They're terrible. It's disgusting. And that's how it's going to be with this roster. Um, yeah, it's this is just – this is – I don't want to say the biggest disappointment because we knew that the Knicks were going to suck. Going into the going into the season, but you didn't think that they were really going to be that bad. I wanted them to take a step forward in the right direction, have a little bit more wins than you did last year. Could you get? I've said it multiple times. Could you get the thirty wins? Get the thirty wins. Show that you're taking a step as a franchise and start winning some basketball games instead of being the laughing stock of the NBA year in and year out. And not only that, but like you bring in you bring in a bunch of guys this off season. If you're gonna do a rebuild, rebuild, do the rebuild correctly. Don't like totally disassemble a roster, trade away Kristaps Porzingis for a couple of prospects, a couple of draft picks, whatever. 
And then you go out and you think you think that they're going to get like younger players, maybe more upside players, guys they don't have to pay all that much money. No, they bring in a bunch of veterans that are on bloated contracts that would be good role players on other teams. They're great trade bait for no. whenever that's coming up because <laughs> you know this team's looking to sell. Sure. And, and if, if you're the Knicks, you have to get these young players more minutes. You have to see how Alonzo Trier develops. You have to see how Kevin Do- Kevin Knox develops. You're seeing how R.J. Barrett develops. But it seemed like ever since they found out that they weren't getting that number one pick, this whole team deflated. It's just, it's pathetic. The New York Knicks are so pathetic. They whiff on big free agents. They don't get the draft pick that they want. So they go out. They sign a bunch of guys that they think can create their own offense. No, Julius Randle is extremely inefficient. From the tape that I've been watching on him, he doesn't set screens very well. He takes all of his drives off the dribble. He doesn't. He doesn't just like get. He doesn't get assisted to. He'll get the. He'll get the ball behind the arc. He'll try and create. He'll typically lose the ball after he takes about six or seven dribbles. He'll lose it while trying to drive to the paint, and he absorbs triple teams. He tries to make plays down low whenever he's got guys draped all over him, and he's not looking to find guys to pass to. That and Marcus Morris, who last year for the Boston Celtics took 71% of his shots off of zero dribbles. So most of his points came off of assists. Yep. They are trying to force him into basically a point guard role. Sure. He's the one dominating that offense. He's the one trying to get screens set up and trying to trying to distribute the ball. That's not his game. Nope. He it, plays decent defense and he and he, he posts up on he, the corners or and, behind and hit or behind the arc. Yeah. <laughs> he can hit shots. He was in the perfect situation there with the Celtics, and this is a totally different situation here with the Knicks because he's got to create more, and he's just not that type of player. That's how he is. He's a guy that you can feed in the corner, and he can make a big shot. I like Mark uh, Morris's game, but you're asking him to do way too much. Way too much. We're going to cut it to commercial break here, guys. We'll be back with, talking a little bit of NBA Wednesday and give you our barbecue chicken picks of the week. Hey guys, glad to have you back with us live on Half Court with Logan Dolby and Matt McClure on Calm Radio. some interesting games uh, yesterday <laughs> for the NBA. Uh, pretty disappointing here for 76ers fans, but we're going to hit the Grizzlies at Hornets here uh, to start it off. John Morant, great game, game-winning game-winning shot, 23 points, 11 assists. Uh, you got you to gotta love what you saw from the young man there. Yeah, he hit the game winner there with .7 seconds left. And Dolby, that was an unbelievable drive and layup. And this is a Grizzlies team that have been playing a lot better here as of late. They're now 4-7 and seven on the season with the win. And they've impressed me a little bit with how they play their grit and their intensity. And Ja Morant there with a nice uh, game-winning layup. Yeah, the uh, the Hornets dropped to 4-7 and seven as well with that 119-117 loss there at home. The 76ers took on the Magic in Orlando. Uh, the Magic blew them out, 112-97. to What did you see there, McClure? I saw a big fourth quarter there by the Orlando Magic, 32-15. to Vucevic, Aaron Gordon had big games there, uh, both with double-doubles. And the Magic now 4-7 and there after the win. Uh, Markel Fultz's revenge tour game here. He had eight <laughs> points, four boards, uh, three assists, and a steal. 
But the Sixers, as of late, have been just struggling to finish. Uh, couldn't get to the line. They shot 27% from three. No jaw and uh, beat in this game. But I'll tell you what I'm really getting disappointed with here to start the year. Tobias Harris has been awful to start this year. He went 0 for 3 in this game from 3. Went 0 for 11 against the Cavs on Tuesday night. Lucky to win that one. But he's got to step up for the Sixers to, to make a run here because he's been awful to start the year. And you paid him over $180 million. He's got to be better. Yeah. Good God. Tobias Harris looked like he was a freak of nature uh, that, that first game against Boston Celtics. And then ever since then, <laughs> he really hasn't been doing anything. 76ers really been struggling with these road games. Came off uh, or came back east, I guess, from from a Western Conference uh, trip out there. Did not fare well. Did not get too many wins. Uh, they've they started off the year hot. Looked like the best team in the NBA. Now uh, they are really struggling. You just no Embiid for the game. So of course that's always going to hurt you. Uh, but the 76ers couldn't really get to the line. Uh, they, they shot like nine nine free throws the whole game. It's if, be if you're not hitting your shots from the outside, you got to try and you got to try and get something going on the inside. And, and they really just couldn't get anything going last night against the Magic. They look terrible, especially in that fourth quarter. Outscored thirty two to fifteen. Are you kidding me? It's got to be better, guys. I mean, they they started five and zero, and now they're two and four since. They're seven and four overall. This is the team that uh, played great to start the year, and they, and they look terrible here as of late. They got to step it up. All right, Clippers and Rockets. Uh, it was in Houston. The Rockets came out with the victory, 102-93. to They now sit at 8-3 and on the season. Uh, big old for, first quarter there for the Rockets. Outscored the Clippers 31-15. The Clippers really could not get quite, get back into it. Defense looked good. I mean, held the Rockets to 102 points. So, I mean, the Rockets are typically scoring uh, hella points out there on the basketball court. So, uh, still played good defense, just couldn't get that offense going. Yeah, this is a good run here for the Rockets, and James Harden had a big game, 47 points. Russell Westbrook, only 17 points, but it doesn't matter when James Harden's doing what he did last night. I really like this game. A lot of uh, things going on, how after the game, Westbrook said that Pat Beverly just runs around on defense. Well, I got news for you, Russell Westbrook. You shot 6-for-20 uh, in this game, so obviously his defense was good enough on you because you stunk up the joint, in my opinion. Um, and... Uh, Austin Rivers going at his dad, too, uh, saying the technical stuff as he's having a temper tantrum there on the bench. He was saying that you know it might be awkward around Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, that was an awesome game. Great, great win there for the Rockets. Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers didn't have the best game. Uh, he had 27 or 26 and 12. Lou Will, 20 and 7. But real quiet game for Montrez Harrell in this one. They just had no answer for Harden whatsoever, and that's why they lost this one. Yeah, ter- a terrible game there for the Clippers. you got to look better than that. Um, Russ, Russ and uh, Pat Beverly have been beefing since 2014. Whenever Pat Beverly went at Russ's knees and uh, took that meniscus out and in that Ironman Iron Man streak for uh, Russell Westbrook that, you know, he started at the beginning of his career. So they've been beefing for a long time. They really do not like each other. I think Patrick Beverly's put it a little bit behind him. But Russell Westbrook, that's always in the back. Yeah, exactly, and it's always in the back of his mind whenever these two face off. Absolutely, he kind of did the same thing with uh, Kevin Durant when they would play after he left Oklahoma City. Kind of that same thing going on here. Yeah, always beefing with somebody. Uh, 
Russell Westbrook, uh, the most recent employee at Wendy's. He knows where the beef is. <laughs> so moving on to the Wizards at the Celtics. Celtics down another really bad opponent here, 140-133. to Really see how bad this Wizards defense is. They're allowing about 140 points every night. So uh, this this team, they, they can score. Bradley Beal had 44 points. He was the only guy that really had a positive plus minus if, uh, if you're looking for some kind of silver lining there for the Wizards. But other than that, the Wizards look – Really, really bad. And the Celtics still rolling there, 9-1 on the season, 1-140-133. Big win there for the Celtics. Three guys over 20 points, Brown, Kemba, and Tatum, all with a huge games. Also had a big uh, performance from their bench, Carson Edwards and Brad Wanamaker. Uh, had nice performances. Nine in a row, man. This is a, a team that has just been streaking as of late. Let's see if they can continue it. As for the Wizards, you mentioned Dolby. They play absolutely no defense whatsoever. That's why they lose. Yeah, Spurs at Timberwolves. The Timberwolves won, one twenty nine to one fourteen. They're now seven and four. The Spurs five and six on the season. Uh, kind of going. This these are two teams going in two totally different directions here. The T Wolves looking good, and uh, you're one of your most favorite players in the league. Apparently, here uh, Andrew Wiggins been going off as of late. And I was really critical of Andrew Wiggins to start the year, saying that he really doesn't play much defense, and which he doesn't, but. Uh, how he's just a dude out there on the court. This guy is a baller offensively. He's averaging 26 points, five rebounds, and almost four assists. And over the last five or six games, he's gone on an absolute tear. I'm a big fan of watching Andrew Wiggins play now just because he's just instant offense. And maybe he doesn't need to play defense on this uh, Wolves team because maybe if you can just – you give him the ball at the end of the game late and he could create and come up with big shots, uh, they'll take that and take some dubs if he's uh, going to hit some big shots like that. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan Lamar, and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge having really the only the only decent games for the Spurs. Uh, they're looking tough, man. They're they're looking like a uh, like a team that's on the downward spiral, maybe make some moves at the deadline. Uh, we had them as a fringe playoff team in the preseason, so it's going to be interesting to see where the Spurs go now. Um, the Raptors at Trailblazers. The Raptors continue to roll. Now sit at eight and three on the season at the top of the at the top of their division I, in the East. I can't believe it. I, I really can't believe it. This Raptors team. I thought they'd take uh, a step back this year, and it doesn't look like that at all. How about Dolby? These guys, Siakam and Van Fleet, come, becoming a duo, combined for sixty six points last night. You got to be kidding me. We all know about Nick Nurse. They're two and one on this West Coast trip. Uh, they're a really solid basketball team. As for the Blazers, I'm a little bit disappointed in their start. Four and eight to start the year. Dame Lillard with only nine points. That actually snapped a 230-game double-digit point streak. Unbelievable. Wow. And they're just struggling to get stops and playing defense. They're a little. They need to wait for Nurkic to get back. But this is the team right now that I think will turn it around as the season moves along. And to finish up yesterday's slate of games. The Warriors traveled to L.A. to take on the big bad, big bad Lakers, and <laughs> the Warriors looking terrible. Oh my God, they got two wins on the season now. Um, is this the worst team in basketball? They lost yesterday, one twenty to ninety four. You know, I'm gonna. I, I think they're the worst team in the West, and probably the second worst team in basketball. The worst team in basketball is the New York Knicks, but they're a really bad team, and. It's sitting at 2-10. and 10. It looks like they're not going to get out of the hole. The Lakers 
front court absolutely dominated. JaVale McGee with 18 and 17 and Howard with 15 and 8. You got no answer there. LeBron did his thing. This was pretty much a no contest from the start. Yeah. Good God. They that team needs <laughs> Steph Curry and Klay Thompson the worst way possible. D'Angelo Russell clearly is not the answer there. And Draymond Green, not quite the player that everybody assumed that he was. I love it. Absolutely love it. And teams are going to be out hunting for them because they've went the five straight finals and they bullied some people. So teams are going to bring their A game every single time they play the Warriors. All right. On to the Barbecue Chicken NBA Picks of Thursday here presented to you by Sprite Cranberry, the <laughs> official soft drink of Thanksgiving and Christmas. The most refreshing soft soft drink to go with your Thanksgiving meal. Oh, I love Sprite Cranberry, man. That commercial's even better, by the way. Thirst, thirstiest time of the year. All right, guys, <laughs> who's thirsty for some picks? We got the Dallas Mavericks at the New York Knicks tonight. Dallas favored by seven and a half points, guys. I got Dallas winning, but New York covering. Uh, this is something that's really going on uh, going on against, like, it's going against the trend of against the spread, I guess I should say. In New York, very bad team at home against the spread. Very bad team against the spread in, de- in general. And Dallas, absolutely terrible against the spread on the road. But this is going to be a very emotional game. I think Dallas walks away with this victory. But I think the Knicks are going to make it close. You know, Chris Stapp's first game back in the garden. Um, I-, I think it's close. But Mavericks win and Knicks cover. I have uh, Dallas winning and covering. The Knicks beat them on the road in Dallas. I don't think that's happening again here in New York. I think Dallas is going to blow them out here. Dallas wins and covers this one. Luka's going to have a big game. Chris Stops return to New York. It's going to be a, a, a great game here for the uh, Mavs. All right, Brooklyn Nets travel to Denver to take on the Nuggets. Nuggets favored by eight and a half points here. I've got the Nuggets winning and covering. This team looks fantastic. The Nets uh, are without Chris LeVert now, so that defense is going to look even worse. Uh, I feel like Jokic is going to eat. I feel like Murray's going to eat. Kyrie's probably going to go off, probably going to have 40 points. You know how Kyrie is, but he's banged up with a shoulder injury. So I really like Denver to cover here the nine points. I got Brooklyn covering. I think this is going to be a, uh, a really close game. I think the Nuggets do win this one. I just think uh, the Nets are going to bring their A game tonight. I just got a feeling about it. I think they're going to play tough. They've uh, played some teams tough on the West Coast. Uh, they beat the Portland Trailblazers on the road uh, earlier uh, this season, and it's at Denver. And it's going to be a great game. I have the Nuggets winning this one, but Brooklyn covering. Yeah, the last, last picks we have for you guys, Hawks at the Suns. Phoenix is favored by 7.5 points here. Uh, I got Phoenix winning and covering. They've been an undervalued team all year. I think they might have been a little overvalued against a few good teams in the NBA, but uh, this Hawks team, uh, they're, they're missing their starting center, and Alex Len, he's a game-time decision. Vince Carter's out at least until the 16th. Uh, Kevin Herter supposed to be out until at least the 16th Evan Turner out until the 16th Cam Reddish game time decision all this means that Trey Young's going to have to put up about 50 points um, against this Suns team I don't think it's happening especially with Devin Booker going off the way that he is and the way that this team is rolling uh, I feel like the Suns absolutely dominate down though because uh, their big man really been producing Aaron Baines looking like Aaron looking like a Baines. god out there so he's been playing well I like Phoenix to win and cover they've been great against the spread all year that's my lock I got uh the Suns winning but the Hawks covering uh in this one I think the spread's just a little bit too high there at seven and a half I think the Hawks keep this a close game on the road the Suns have been playing good basketball but I think Trey Young's gonna take over this game and really have a big time game and keep the Hawks in it I got the Suns winning but the Hawks covering 
All right, other games to go on tonight are the Bulls versus the Bucks, the Heat versus the Cavs, and the Clippers versus the Pelicans. A couple of non-contests there. Kawhi sitting out against the Pelicans tonight, so that could be that that could be a close one. Uh, we'll have to see about that. But other than that, McClure, any final words? No, I mean this is a BBQ Chicken uh, NBA picks of the week. We're putting that on Twitter uh, as well as uh, Facebook, so make sure to check them out. Also, we're on Apple Podcasts now, so subscribe, leave a review. Uh, it really helps us out. Again, thanks for all the support. Uh, go Sixers! Yeah, you guys can follow us at P Half Court on Twitter. Also, uh, subscribe on YouTube. Just search either me or, or uh, either search Logan Dolby or Matt McClure on YouTube. Our show should pop up. We're Half Court Show on there. So if you guys missed anything or want to catch up or want to see any video highlights, uh, feel free to check that out. We really appreciate the love and support. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week, hopefully with a full version of Half Court.